Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Honestly Hannah, a podcast hosted by me, Hannah Coda, where I share all my honest opinions about all things going on in the world. I am treating this podcast like a diary, and trust me, I have a lot to say. Welcome to this week's episode. Oh my goodness. So this week I have a guest. Her name is Cassidy Chavez. She has been my friend basically since birth. I met her in kindergarten, and we are still friends to this day. Uh, we sit down and talk about all of our college RA stories. If you don't know what RA is or what it, what it stands for, it stands for resident assistant. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically basically um, someone who watches over and serves as like this guide, like advisor type person to all of the people who live in student housing uh, when you go to college. And we're going to get into a lot of weird outrageous but yet heartwarming stories about our RA days Um, and we'll also go into a little bit more of like what an RA is and what they do. Um, Every university has RAs if they have student housing so I think there's going to be a lot of RAs who listen to this episode that can relate and if you weren't an RA or you never had an RA you are definitely going to be entertained by this this episode we share a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of stuff I haven't talked about in a long time, in a couple of years, so it was really interesting to get into. After my interview with Cassidy, I go into the news and just talk about what happened last week, and then I end with a little piece of advice. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all this week's episode. I hope that you guys enjoy it. So let's go ahead and start our interview with Cassidy. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this college-based RA episode. This is Cassidy Chavez. Hi, Cassidy. Hello, hello. (laughs) Okay, so for those of you who don't know Cassidy, I grew up with Cassidy from kindergarten, right? Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Like, we were little nuggets. Mm -hmm. And then we separated pretty much at birth, and then reunited in middle school, went to high school together, and then went our separate ways again for college. And then now here we are in our adult lives. (laughs) (laughs) It still feels like I know little Hannah with her little ascot that she would wear like every day in the first grade. (laughs) Don't need to mention that. It was so embarrassing. (laughs) Like my significant other still hasn't seen any of those pictures and I'm like trying to hide them. Hannah, that look was iconic. (laughs) Like I remember like you were that bitch. Like Hannah was that bitch she's been that bitch like all the way from like elementary school to high school I promise you that you ask people from a high school like oh that bitch and like oh wear an ascot like as like a what like a five-year-old I'm like oh, whoa and my mom swears my mom swears that I picked that out how does a five-year-old pick out a little scarf to wear on the <laughs> and to wear it like you were from France or something literally um just tell us a little bit about yourself honestly I could probably talk about you for days but um because it'd be the same as talking about you <laughs> kind of in a sense different though like I feel like you're yeah. you your college experience I feel like calmed you out like a lot and it's mostly due I think to where you went to college right for sure for sure yeah okay so I'll do like my little my little um, elevator pitch on like who I am selling myself (laughs) out to the world uh who is Cassidy Chavez um Cassidy Chavez is me I'm that bitch (laughs) 
Yeah. So me and Hannah have known each other for the longest time. We, um, our moms were friends and like, let us have like little play dates. Um, I feel like we have very similar like upbringings or like just like mm-hmm. family life circumstances. We're both very Libras. Yes. <laughs> I think that is a part. Yes. I feel like that has a lot to do with like, just like the Libra connection that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and about me, let's see. Okay. So yeah. So Hannah basically said it, like I went to university of Hawaii. That's where I went to college. Um, I was like pre-med for the first few years, switched oh to women's studies. I totally forgot about that. Dark days, dark yeah. days, Hannah. <laughs> oh my were not the funnest. I mean, you still ended up like in the healthcare, like ish community. So yeah. Yeah. We won't talk about that. That's my quarter life crisis coming out right now. <laughs> Um, but yeah. And so we went to high school, we did cheer. We were both into cheer. Um, we ended up on, uh, the, we were like on Lorbeer middle school, right. Together. Yes. Middle school cheer and then high school cheer. Yeah. And then high school cheer. But like, I feel like me and Hannah always had a special bond because like we, one, we were always put together because we were like always similar heights. So like when Mm -hmm. you're a base, like in cheer, like you have a connection, you have to be very in sync with that person. Um, so that's me and Hannah for sure. Can't be little hussies. <laughs> yes, definitely. Can't be little hussies and cheer. You always have to, you have to communicate. Yes. You know, you should do an episode on cheer because there is so much drama you could drudge up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be fun. Mm-hmm. That episode um, coming soon. Huh? <laughs> I said that episode coming soon. Yes. Please do an episode on that. Bring out the most dramatic um, cheerleader to, or the most oh, drama yeah. queen. <laughs> We won't name names. <laughs> Whatever. I'll probably, I'll invite them to the podcast and call them out. Yeah, please. They need to be called out. <laughs> but, um, but yes, we did middle school cheer, high school cheer. We also like joined a talent, a show together one year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we're very like outgoing. Don't give a F if we are being embarrassing. Like we are just we are very much like outspoken people, I think. Yeah, I feel like they would, if people were to describe us, like both, both words that would like come, you know, out would probably be extroverted, um, mm-hmm. loud, friendly, personable, confident. Like those are words that I think I would describe you. And I think hopefully I. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I think, well, for sure. I feel like that describes you. I think people, like I was going to say bubbly, but I'm not bubbly. I feel like you're a little <laughs> bit more bubbly than I am. You are rain clown yeah. Hannah. Yeah, we don't speak of that nickname. <laughs> it's so funny too, Cass, because like at my job, it's just like I'm a whole different person at my job in terms of um, my personality because I'm so happy at my job. Like I love my job. I walk around like smiling and like, you know, whatever. And like when I tell people like what my nicknames and stuff used to be <laughs> when I was younger, they're like, what? And they're like, well, we get like the drama part, like the traumatic part. But like when I say that, like I used to be rain cloud Hannah, like they're like, what? Because I'm just a completely like different person. And it made me really realize like how unhappy I was in high school do you think like you're so do you think that's just a side of you or like do you think that that was just like a time in your life 
Um, I think I was just a realist, right? Like, I think I've always been very realistic. I think I've always, I've never sugarcoated really anything. Like, I'll tell you how it is. I'm one of those people. But I also think that I was going through a really, really hard time in high school, right? Like, I have shared some stories about boys on this podcast already (laughs) in high school. But also, like, and something that I've just mentioned, like, I was going through a divorce, which you Mm -hmm. actually helped me a lot with you know because yeah, we we're both going through that like yeah and like we we had similar relationships with our parents mm-hmm. and we still do essentially trauma <laughs> trauma <Yeah>. bonding <laughs> literally trauma um you know like there were many times I would come into the cheer room or whatever and just be like I am not the happiest person right now you know like and I am going through something and I feel like that's another level where you and I connected we were just pretty sure. much on the same level with that um when I think of that cheer room I'm like when I look back I'm like wow that was legitimately like the psych ward rec room mixed with like <laughs> therapy room and like just like the drama that we would do and talk about like we were always talking about like boys talking about like and that kind of I think is very similar to like how it is with your RAs I don't know if this like oh, is similar goodness. for you yes like well, just to bring it back to like the topic yeah that, that bond that I had with like the cheerleaders was so similar to like when I went to college and um, experience that. Yeah. I think it was probably more similar in my sorority, but when it came mm. to like RA stuff, it felt very much like ASB or like it felt like I mean, me and you were not in ASB, but we basically were in ASB because we were helping out like at freaking any corner that we could. Like we yeah. couldn't commit to like being in ASB, but like I'm just thinking about like Scott and like all those people, like, we were like, what do you need? Like, do you need help setting up? Because it affected us, you know? And that's how I feel like being like an RA was like, if I can compare like the, the two experiences, I would say being an RA is like being on ASV, but to like a whole nother level, (laughs) a whole nother level. level. I think we could just start off there of like, RAs do not get paid enough. Like RAs, it is not worth, I think personally, the stuff that you go through does not equal the amount that like you get like monetarily paid for. And we can talk about all that in a minute, but also like, I don't know, like it taught me a lot, but there were some traumatic experiences and I know we've talked about it, but like, we're going to talk about it on here, but like, there was a lot of experiences that I was, I didn't realize until like now that I'm reflecting on it that I was like, I was not getting paid enough for this. They should not allow little 19 year old Hannah, little 20 year old Hannah, 21, you know, um, (laughs) in charge of this serious like crisis mode situation. Like, I really don't think people understand how much RAs go through, how much training they have to do, how many like like just surprise experiences that you have to go through no seriously like you're exactly right like the juice is not worth the squeeze I will say for most people probably it was still a fun experience but like holy shit you are like a therapist you're a security guard you're a cop you're a mother you are a friend Friend. like Mm -hmm. you're a crisis advisor like uh fucking I I don't even know like so many different roles that you play in being an RA but that being said yeah therapist (laughs) therapist yeah all those fucking everything like everything but that being said like I do think it's a fulfilling job for some people for some right I, I will say that there are so many things that I learned in that position that I don't think I would have gotten a jump start on if I had any other job 
like mm-hmm. there are some qualities and some skills that I have now that came out during that job that I now am like utilizing today. Um, but that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump into what it was like to be a college RA. I know not a lot of people talk about this. Honestly, I think mostly because there's a lot of traumatizing stories. Um, so I know that there's a lot of mysteries, you know, to being an RA and that you guys all want to know if you ever lived in college housing. So let's go ahead and get into that portion. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about our RA experiences. So you mentioned that you went to college in Hawaii. You were an RA there. What year did you become an RA and how long did you be, were you an RA? Yeah, so my sophomore year, one of my friends had like mentioned it. And then um, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to apply up for shits and giggles. They were like, you'd be really good at it. And at this time, like I didn't even live on campus. So I know a lot of other RAs, like they live, they do their freshman, sophomore year. I lived off campus for both those years. Oh, your freshman year too? Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't want to live on campus because uh, <laughs> I just didn't want to share a bathroom. <laughs> Oh my God. So I was like a petty little bitch and I was like, oh, I'm not going to share a bathroom with like a bunch of animals. Okay. <laughs> so I, I like lived off campus and I lived in actually like Waikiki, which is like really close to the beach. Yeah. So that was also like a big part of it. Yeah. Um, and then, so when I applied, I'd never even lived in student housing. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So that's where we're a little different. I guess I, I just realized right now we should probably explain what an RA is oh, yeah. because um, I realized not everybody went to college and not everybody understands the concept of an RA. So RA, at least for my program, was short for resident assistant. I know that they can be called like different things. Um, and then we had an RD, which is your resident director, which essentially is your boss, right? Uh, That's how yeah. my experience was. So in total, there were, I think, ugh, like 20-ish like RAs. Yeah. Um, and we didn't have a lot of housing and our housing, the way our housing was set up, it was not a traditional like dorm housing. It w- They were all apartments and there was either four people living in there or eight, up to eight people in an apartment. And there were four bedrooms. Yeah, it was a lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mine is very different then. So like we had RAs, but there was probably like 200 of us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh my yeah, god! Like we filled up an auditorium because our student housing was really big. Like that was anywhere from like freshman to like graduate student housing, okay. and um, you could have anywhere from like just ten residents, depending on like what kind of community you lived in, to like um, like I think mine was close to like seventy or eighty one year. I was about to say so. I had about sixty every single year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then basically, what an RA does is they are like. <laughs> It's like a camp camp counselor like type of thing. So Call like monitor, camp yeah. counselor, your mommy. <laughs> yeah, like your person that you would go to for like resources. And it's mm-hmm. mostly supposed to be for like freshmen and sophomores. However, my campus was not like that at all. Like I lived in housing for four years. Two of those years I was an RA. Two of those years I wasn't, but I was working in housing. So before I became an RA, I was a housing like just assistant, like I worked in the office and that's how I like transitioned because I didn't want to pay for an apartment (laughs) and that was the compensation for me. So to be an RA at my school, and I I know it's different everywhere. So that's why I want to just like clarify this. Um, You know what? It might've been more than 20 now that I'm thinking about it. I just know that there wasn't 
a lot of us and every single one of us had about 60, 70, 80 residents, which when you think about it, guys, that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a lot of people to be, you have to look over them, make sure that they are doing okay, answer all their questions. If they're having problems with their roommates, like you have to figure it out for them. Like there was a lot of responsibilities like in being an RA so it's a lot of people to like take care of right and you have to notify them of all the school events at least like we had to um you honestly it's a lot of people (laughs) yeah it's a lot of people and mind you like most of them are freshmen and sophomore they've sophomores they've never been outside of their homes right like they've Mm -hmm. never most of them obviously have lived with their families their whole life so for most of them this is the, a very liberating experience <laughs> to say the least but yeah so like I don't think there was more gosh I could give you the exact number a couple years ago because I knew the exact number but there was I, I don't I want to say there was less than like 2,000 people living in our housing however I do want to say the university I went to they just built this massive like cast like I'm talking like massive structure to house just freshmen because mm-hmm. um, they got funding from the state. <laughs> and I want to say it's a, like another 5,000 easily. So it's, wow. it's turning into like my school is very much a commuter school where mm-hmm. like your school is very much like a university. My school is turning into like a university, like where you come and stay for four years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That experience must be totally different. Cause like at an RA, like you, you feel it, like if people have to live there, they get a little, you know, postal, they get a little stir crazy. <laughs> they commute there. It's probably the student population is probably a lot different. And like in Hawaii, like there really wasn't, I mean, it's a small Island, like there's nowhere to really go, but, um, but yeah, I think it's funny. Like as an RA, like we're told, or like, we were told like, oh, you have to know all of your residents. Well, first of all, that changes every fucking semester. And I'm sorry if there's 70 of you fuckers, I don't know your first name. Like, it's funny. Cause like, did this ever happen to you? Like they would know, they'd be like, hi, Hannah. They'd be like, hi, Cassie. And then I'd be like, hi resident that I don't even know is my resident, but hello. <laughs> like, I'm like, sorry, girl. I do not know your name. I don't no. know anything about you. Are you my resident? Like, who are you? <laughs> it happened to me a couple of times, but I will say I did know all of my residents and the, oh, the you only- were a good RA. <laughs> No, dude, like it wasn't even because of that. I want to say it was because of my previous housing experience because Uh when I worked in the office, I had to know everyone's names because I was pulling files, doing records. Like um, at one point I worked in the mailroom. So I literally memorized like everybody's name. And so it was just one of those things because I had like I had already worked like with them before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, one of my residents, um, I don't know if she'll ever listen to this, but one of my residents is like a famous model now. What? Like me? Uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, from what I know, I, I saw mean, her, I she was, she, I think Rihanna or somebody reposted her and I was like, oh my God, like I know that name. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. She was one of my residents and I recognized her name first because there mm-hmm. were, I'm telling you, like I had to do so many like document, like record things, yeah. like I just saw everybody's name. So that's See, this is the frustrating thing about being in Hawaii. Literally everyone is a fucking model. Like I kid you not, <laughs> probably all of my residents are like models or famous photographers or something and stupid. That's crazy. I mean, in, in LA too, but oh, I right. know, it, was, it was just random because she, from what I remember, was very quiet. Like I didn't, I don't know, you know, like you didn't know what her aspirations were. And I don't, I'm not even sure if she knew, but like now she's just like, 
she's beautiful I mean she's she was beautiful obviously she's always been beautiful but like yeah she's like in the in the scene right now so it's really interesting to see good for her girl I hate you (laughs) for real like she she made it one way or another um so how long were you in RA I was in RA for two years were you in RA for two years yeah I was in RA for two years just the same um actually it was like two years in a in a summer yeah, I was about to say, I remember you talking about summer. I did summers too. Yeah. I did two summers. So that is also a little different, at least for me, because our summers, our housing turned into basically a hotel. Mm-hmm. Same thing for you. We used to call- No, no, mine was like a little bit different. So like there are people who will take um, classes, but like during the summer, right? So they have to right. stay somewhere. And then also like the athletes that have to train during the summer, they usually have free student housing during the year. So like- um, can I actually talk about this for a little bit? I want to rant just a little, it's a small rant. Okay. So like the summer RA experience was so different. Oh, it was a hundred percent. Yeah. You're put in for me, it was at, you're put in a freshman tower. I never lived in freshman towers, as I said before, because the fucking communal bathrooms and they're like, you live on like a co-ed floor, not all of them, but like the RAs do. And for some fucking reason, my co-ed floor was half football players. (laughs) fucking football players and I'm sharing a bathroom with you like uh uh-uh uh-uh they were like it was so mentally hard for me Hannah like I can't even like I was stressed out every fucking day because using that bathroom finding fucking pubes everywhere and these are like these big huge hunking football players and like I'm not about to say anything to them I'm scared (laughs) here's the worst part did you have maids or not sorry not maids like just like what you call them like a cleaning facility? Yeah, I yeah, we did. They only came like once a week. We did not. <gasps> then what did you do? Then what did you do? I had to clean them. No, no, I had honey. To clean them or um the maintenance staff would have to clean them. Like I was changing How out- often would they come? Um, well, so it would depend. So when every when the when all the kids moved out every year at the end of the summer, mm-hmm. they would do a, a cleaning service. So a cleaning service would come at the beginning of the summer and at the end of the summer and so in between no Cass it was barbaric like it was just weird like honestly it was I couldn't do it see that's why I was fucking stressed out like it fucked with my head literally like it it made me feel unclean at all times like when I would shower I would feel so just still not clean Mm -hmm. I would it was just, it just mess, messed with my mind. And I'm a clean freak. So it was really hard for me to deal with that. I think any type of like communal stuff like that, like, especially at this age where like <laughs> people don't know how to clean yet because sometimes like their parents literally babied them until the last freaking second. So there's people who've never taken out the trash before. There's people who have literally never picked up a sponge or have never done their laundry before. Like it's just so insane to me. Yeah. I think like if being an RA or just like living in college with other people in general has taught me, it's that people were all raised so differently because as RAs, we inspect the rooms, right? Like we go around, you just meet a ton of people and you see how they live and you grow up thinking like how you live, whether you're like clean, messy, clutter, you think that that's normal. And then you see how people live and you're like, whoa, what the fuck? I'm like, whoa, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Like I'm not <laughs> like this person. My parents always used to tell me like, oh my gosh, you're so dirty. Like clean it. No, 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 no. And people would always ask me this question. I'm sorry to like cut you off from your little rant, but people would always ask me like, who is dirtier boys or girls? 
And I want to hear your story. Exactly. I, this is it. This is it. It's a to- It's a toss up. It's a toss up. People because- always ask me like, oh, the boys are messier, huh? Like, and I'm like, honestly, but it's because girls are petty. Yes. Oh my God. There's so many things like they will not clean. And I'm kind of, I'm a little guilty of this too. It's like, I'm not going to fucking clean that. That's not my mess. Or like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. But I will say the one difference is I think that there is a difference in smell. Like I think Mm. boys are maybe more inclined to have a smelly room. It could be clean, but like, I don't even think they realize sometimes they have like that gym smell, like that dirty clothed gym smell. Yeah, exactly. And girls are maybe more aware of that. Yeah. Girls can be messy too. Ooh. Oh, no, no, no. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I just think it's so fascinating. Like that phenomenon of like, literally girls would always come up to me and be like, yeah, we know the boys are like, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I can distinctly remember going to one, the, one of these apartments, it was the one with like eight people. And I just was repulsed. Like I could not walk in because of how bad it smelled, but it was because these girls had set up a schedule of who was going to take the trash out. And mind you, I hate talking about this, but like taking the trash out, like certain, you know, cleaning things are gendered, right? Mm -hmm. Like when I was growing up, my mom would always say, to my brother like take the trash yes. out, you know yeah. whatever and which is totally not okay anybody can take the trash out I take the trash out now I'm sure that you take the trash out now yeah like, whatever but no, like I may I find a guy I call him <laughs> <from> the streets <laughs> <laughs> but like I just feel like I, it was just it was just a war in this apartment that mm-hmm. these girls did not want to take the trash out they had a schedule and I guess the girls turn whoever's turn it was she was gone that week and all seven other girls, it was eight people living in this apartment. All seven other girls refused to take out the trash because it wasn't their turn. And I was like, I can't, how are you guys in here? It was like spoiled milk or something. It was disgusting. I will never forget that smell. Oh my gosh. That's freaking crazy. That's so gross. Like I believe in pettiness to a certain point because you got to put your foot down sometimes with like Mm -hmm. roommates. If you sent these, what are they called? The roommate agreements and you've agreed to a certain thing, you have to stick to it. But at some point, like, look, all of y'all, all all seven of y'all are okay with like living in a smelly ass room. That's not, I can do it. And not that they were, but they were just so like, I'm not going to do it. It's not my turn. We set up (laughs) the schedule for a reason. And I was like, girl, but she's not here. Yeah, I know. But your place is smelling like a pigsty, like get it together. Um, okay. So we were RAs for about two years. Mm-hmm. I went back that second year. Cause I was like, you know what? I can do it. Like I can do this. It wasn't that bad. Um, which in hindsight, I don't think it was that bad. I do think it was an okay of a trade-off. Did you get paid to be an RA? Yeah. So, um, my situation was like, we got free housing, free meals and, um, and you got a stipend. So that stipend wasn't a lot, but like, let's say you were, you could opt out of the meal plan if you lived in a place that had like um, a kitchen mm-hmm. and then that stipend would be like a little bit more each month. And that was really, that was prime. So we got free, now that I'm thinking about it, we got free meals, free housing. We did not get a stipend. Mm-hmm. However, I had financial aid, so I was okay with it but I also had to work a job. And like, that's Mm. how, I mean, I'm glad that I did in hindsight. Like I ended up working my way up at the other place that I was working at, but yeah, I was being an, I was working basically full-time as an RA, um, part-time job on the side, but still kind of working full-time hours and a full-time student. It was crazy. It was a lot, you know, sometimes. Go, uh, Go ahead. No, sometimes you're working like 
you know, when, when I was on duty, right. So we can talk about that, but I was working 16 to like 20 hour shifts. Hannah, my first semester as an RA, I literally failed two classes. (laughs) It was so hard. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, this is when I was still a pre-med bio major. So I could have just been a dumb bitch, but like, I'm pretty sure it was contributing to like, you spend like nights up till like fucking the sun rises. So (laughs) it was definitely, that definitely contributed to it. So, um, I want to just like clear the misconception right now. Cause I think a lot of people listening, are like, I hated my RA or I hated the RAs because they would always write me up or like the RAs were like secretly evil or like they had this hidden agenda. So I just want to clear that up right now with no. <laughs> do, you, do you really think that I like wanted to do all those incident reports? Do you really think I wanted to sit there and bust you for doing all the drugs and all the drinking and everything that we had to do? Absolutely not. Yeah. I think that's such a funny, yeah. Like everyone thinks like the RAs are like out to get them. And I will say like, maybe there are some really few like bitter ones out there, but for the most part, like how I conducted myself and how a lot of other people conducted themselves, especially in like the really high conduct areas, Mm -hmm. um, was that like, I would look and I'd like put that shit away before I have to do something about it. (laughs) It's like, it's so much work. It's literally so much work to write people up. I would just be like, look, like if people were not dying, if they were not rude to me, if they were willing to correct it, I would- harm like in some way where I'm like dang the police are about to be called in like an hour you know yeah yeah like if you're literally not dying and you're not killing anyone else like please just like get your shit together and like we don't have to have a problem Mm -hmm. because it was so much work and then on top of that like if you weren't being rude and like you were being really nice about it I was likely to just be like I didn't see that (laughs) bro like some of these people were either my age or even older because we also had graduate housing and so there were some people like well into like their thirties and forties living in my How do you tell someone that old to be like, uh, you, there's been a noise complaint? <laughs> Pass. Okay. So I think it's time to go into story time. Yes. Yes. I have so many stories specifically about this incident, right? There were these two girls and they were older. Okay. Like I'm talking like, I think they were both in like their early thirties and they were both in graduate programs. So master's programs. And it was, there was, we had actually a lot of grad students like at our school that needed housing. A lot of, we had a lot of international, a lot of like low income, um, like types of housing. And I think you did too, right? Mm -hmm, Yeah. So (laughs) there were these two girls And basically I was just called to this incident one night. I knew that there was like something kind of going on between them, but it was just two girls in a two bedroom apartment. And I got called to an incident when I was on duty at like, I don't know, like 11 PM, which is early, like in the RA world, like that's pretty early. Um, And my partner was already there. So as an RA, at least for me, you would always have a partner and you would always have someone that you would be on duty with. Meaning like if you had a call or something happened, you both would respond to the incident, right? My partner was already there and my partner was actually one of my really, really close friends. And so I was like, what's going on? The cops were there. I believe there was an ambulance or like some type of like medical care there too. These two grown women, were again being petty and like I don't even know the full situation at this point but I we were called because she wanted to basically press charges on her roommate because her roommate put Nair in her face wash 
You gotta be kidding me. Are you serious? I've never heard of anything like that before. Cast, they were grown women. And I knew who these two people were. And like, I was just like, why are we here? Like, this is so crazy. So (laughs) that they had been pulling, not pranks, because it wasn't like funny. Like they genuinely hated each other. (laughs) Um, They had been doing stuff to each other for weeks. And my like manager had known about it and was like, I don't know, I guess they were kind of like on watch or whatever. And so that's why the cops were involved. And there was like assault charges, like pressed and like all this stuff, which in hindsight, that's actually pretty scary to like put Nair in somebody's face wash. Like not only is like all of their hair going to come off of their face, but it's like, you know, I don't know, like the chemicals and stuff, like you're not supposed to put that stuff on your face. Yeah. That's like farther. That's going farther than like just a prank. (laughs) I can't even remember the other like stuff that they did together or did to each other, but I know that it was like a very back and forth like thing. I've heard of that too. Like, I can't think of anything specific, but I know like there had been so many times where they're like, are like resident like wars between each other and like them trying to get back at roommates and stuff that's such a common thing and I think that's like so weird like where it gets to the point where you're just like okay we got to move you so we got a question um I put an Instagram little question thing on my story and one of um our listeners would like to know the weirdest story we have or the weirdest thing that we have seen uh being an RA and I have my answer but I want to hear if you have a story first you want me to go first (laughs) okay so like I feel like the 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 first things that happened were probably the most significant so like this may not be like the weirdest one but it was just the one that like sticks in my memory the most um it was my first like few days as an RA after you go through like a whole summer of training and um my gosh those trainings fucking forever they they were exhausting but helpful I guess (laughs) yeah I guess (laughs) so okay so then so we are in the process of like checking people out from their summer visit or stay with us so that we can get ready for like the next weekend when um, all the new residents come in for their uh, summer term or fall term actually. Yeah. And then, so we're one of the rooms, someone like just hadn't checked out. I don't know, does that happen with you? Where like people just like leave all their shit and like oh, don't yeah. check out? Ha- yeah, no, that's happened. And like, we would have to like put it all in like um, trash bags and then take it out ourselves. Yeah, you have to like inventory everything, put it in trash bags, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so this happened to one of our rooms and this room was disgusting. It was so messy. There were like literally stuff everywhere. It was a boy's room. He like, it, it had appeared that he just like disappeared and like, or like didn't even know that it was like move out day. Um, Cause li- his stuff was just like, like he hadn't even touched it. And then his like, uh, fridge had like maggots in it and we have oh, to clean my. all of this stuff out right because oh, you can't I have I've cleaned ma- uh, maggots before yeah because you have like you can't throw away like their stuff because like what if even if it's like a fucking cup you know it's like well they can come back to you and be like well you threw away a cup it like sentimental oh, no. value my school was like you left it there like <laughs> it's time well, like at the time, like I was just brand new RA. So I was really trying to like follow the rules, but like, I think I ended up like anything that the maggots, anything that was in the fridge, I think I ended up like tossing out, but like even like small little stuff, like his shaver or like just, he left it like in such like a fucking mess. And then, so then we're getting to the, like, um, my partner or whatever, she's in one room and like, we're just kind of, I think we were so bad. Okay. We actually, he left his computer there. Right. And like, so we flip up the thing and like, we were, I don't know. We were just being fucking nosy bitches. Like we were fucking tired. It was the summer. We were all sweaty and just fucking taking our time. I think we saw on there. He had like 
18 like tabs open up and they were all like porn. And it was like, I don't even, yeah. I just remember looking at that and I was like, okay, I'm going to shut this. Like, I don't want to see that, but like literally like porn like, popped up. Also like, where is he? You know? Yeah. Like, like, where is this guy? Like, how do you just like leave? Like, you just don't know that today's move out day and your shit is going to be there. Oh um, later I found out that this was like typical behavior for him just so that he can have his RAs move all of his shit out for him. <gasps> And then he would show up later and just take the like hundred dollar fine or whatever it was um, because he was like a rich kid who like could afford a hundred dollars. But I mean, it's a hundred dollars, but no. Yeah. So basically so that we would do all of the cleaning and work for him, which honestly smart on him, but shitty for us. We did not get paid enough to do that, but then, okay. So then we're cleaning out all the stuff. I have like a trash rag and like gloves because it's like stuff is smelly and gross. And then I like pick up this thing. Okay. So then I'm like picking up this thing and, um, you know, I'm putting it in a bag. I'm like, what is this? Like, what is this thing? And it's shaped like a cylinder. And, um, and then like, I turned to my partner and I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, what, what is he using this? It's in the bathroom. Hannah, guess what it is. I don't just like, ask. what is it? <laughs> It's a penis pump. I, oh my god! I was like, oh my god! Is it like one of those like, like those pocket things? Like, oh no, 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 not like a pocket pussy, but like a. Oh, yeah. Penis pump. I I was like I screamed because like my friend was like, oh my god, put that down, put that down, and I was like, oh. what, 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 like what is it? What is it? And then she told me, and I'm like, let me tell you, that was like, so we had found like dirty used condoms on his like fucking bed and on the ground porn is on his thing and a penis pump. I was like, there's literally not anything in this room at this point that is going to surprise me. Like, I'm just looking for his like blow up doll at this point. Like it's so fucking gross. Oh my. (laughs) Okay. I never experienced like anything like really sexual like that. Oh, this was like on the daily, like on the daily, you just find like people are gross. They're sexual. Cause you're living amongst like horny teenagers that have freedom for the first time. And they I mean, just like I've go wild and crazy. In, I've walked in on people like doing rounds and stuff like that. And like having to like break up parties and stuff. Like I've yeah. walked in on people, but I've very much like been like, this is your problem. Not my problem. Like <laughs> put your clothes on, like get out here, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. No. Okay. I've never really experienced anything like that. So fucking gross. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so my weird story is like the complete 180. So mm-hmm. my, I walked in on like a seance one time like a ritual like seance yeah so I was doing rounds and as I was doing rounds um and it was like the early rounds too it was like the 8 p.m or like 10 10 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so at my school we had to do rounds at like three different times so like at 8 p.m at 10 p.m and at midnight um which rounds are just like you literally just walk the whole housing facility you have like a certain route that you go that they teach you like how to do things and we were doing rounds and I, I don't even remember who I was with, um, but I saw uh, like on this bathroom like window and I knew it was a bathroom just because like I knew the layouts of all the apartments, um, a candle burning in the window. And it was like right next to the screen. And I was like, oh my gosh. So in our facilities, you weren't allowed to have candles because of like fire hazards and whatever kind of shit that they tell you that you can't like have in housing for whatever reason right which I love candles so I was really upset about that but so I and I remember it was on the second floor and I remember walking up and I was like I'm just afraid like it's gonna catch the screen on fire and then I'm gonna be under a duty when the fire department is called and you know whatever and so I'm like let me just nip this in the butt right now so I go up to the apartment I knock on the door and this girl comes to the door so I immediately know it's a girl's apartment 
Mm-hmm. Um, and all the lights are turned off and this girl answers the door and she's like, Hey, like, what's up? And I'm like, Hey, like, is everything okay? And like the way the apartment is, is like, when you look at, when you open the door, you can see straight through the, through the whole apartment mm-hmm. and it's the bathroom. So I could see the candle, like when she opened the door, but then she, she was like, hi. And I'm like, Hey, I just need you to. And then I realized I like looked over her shoulder to the bathroom. There were candles everywhere lit like in the bathroom like in a little circle and I was like and all the lights are off so I'm like okay like it's kind of I'm like is everything okay I'm like do you mind if I come in like you know when you get that feeling when you're an RA like something else is probably going on they, here they just act all fishy too like they just yes, act like yes. hi and you're like yeah you're like what are you doing yeah and so I'm like hey can I can I come in and they're and she's like yeah sure and so I come in and I walk a little bit closer to the bathroom and there's like a full on seance. There's a girl sitting in the middle of the like bathroom tile with her, her candles around her. She's like saying something. And then the girl who opened the door comes up behind me and is like, Hey, and I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, I don't know. She's like, that's my roommate. She's doing some type of seance. Like we've tried at this point. We don't know what's going on with her. So it wasn't like the whole apartment, but it was this one girl and all the roommates were like fed up. So they just let her do whatever she wanted. And it was like a religious too, like seance. Like, I don't know. I didn't really get the full story from there, but I was like, Hey, like you need to like trying to talk to her as she's like doing her seance things. Like, yeah. Hey, like you need to turn out the candles, like stop. Like, <laughs> And she wouldn't listen to me. So I had to call my RD I had to call my manager that was on duty that night so as a as an RA like you are on duty as well as your partner but then there's also like someone above you thank god like a manager person to come like when situations are kind of weird or serious right and it was Mm -hmm. early on in the night so I was like okay let me just call them because I don't know what the heck is going on this girl's not listening to me and so my manager comes and it was a dude and he was like hey like hey, like trying to like pat on her, like, hey, like you can't have these candles in their cast. There was like a hundred candles. I know. I'm like, that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> and I'm like, he's like, hey, like, hello. And he's like, you know what? You guys can leave. Like I got this. And then I followed up and the next morning, the girl was just supposedly like deep in her like ritual or whatever the heck. She's in a trance. <laughs> sure. Her body was like possessed or something like she, I don't know. She, it was weird. And like, I don't even know like how it got resolved or like what happened afterwards. I never had to go back to that apartment. So I honestly don't even know what happened, but it might've like cast a spell on you. (laughs) I don't know if she was doing some like taboo, like the freaking dolls or something. Like, I don't know. If you ever get like sudden chest pain years in the future, you'll know what it's from. Yeah. Okay. So then we also got another question to talk about, or another request um, to talk about our drug stories. I feel like as an RA, those were the biggest things that I came encountered with were mm-hmm. like things that had to do with drugs and alcohol. Like those were the biggest like problems. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think for me, like, okay, so Hawaii, everyone smokes weed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're- And we were RAs. Well, for me, I was an RA um, when California made weed legal. Oh, that was, I have a story about that, but go on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like, I would say, yeah, like a lot of our conduct stuff was like, okay, we were doing room inspections and you fucking had your bong out or like, Mm -hmm. okay, your fucking room was a hot box. That happened a lot. 
It did. It happened so often. Like we were confiscating like bongs and like pipes. I don't even know. I'm not a smoker, so I don't really know, but like so many drugs and especially being Hawaii with like weed, such like, it's like in how people have like their morning coffee. Students would be grabbing like <laughs> their morning weed. I don't like what? Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Waking sorry, everyone out there. I don't know anything about the um, weed culture. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so it was just like so common. So we were always confiscating. I think um, one of my friends even told me a story about how like they were checking in a package and like a whole bag of like weed fell out of the package. Just like that happened to me once when I was yeah. working in the mail room, they had weed delivered in like a <laughs> bathing suit like type package oh my god I was like oh my gosh this package smells dank like it is a hundred percent weed in here and my manager in the housing office had to open it because we weren't allowed to obviously open other people's Mm -hmm. mails um at least as a student and so our managers had to open it in the office and yeah there was like a bunch of weed inside yeah people think they're so slick like you're not slick no, you're not. And also just like, if you're in college right now, or you're going, you plan on like dorming or whatever, like just fess up to it. Like, don't try to lie to me. Yeah. I once had this guy run for me and jump out of a second story building because he didn't want to get caught by me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, people run, people run. It is the funniest thing because as like an RA, like sometimes you do things as like a group, but mm-hmm. like, um, I remember some RAs will run after you and like some will not. I would not. I would oh, not run no. after you. I'm they, not fucking running. They specifically told us not to run. Like if someone Yeah, yeah, you're not supposed to. Like, some have an ego though. Some some people would like but that's the thing. Like some people would know who it was and if they mm. lived on campus or if they knew like the type of because that's the thing. Some people didn't even live on campus, right? And yeah. so but they went to Cal, they went to the school, right? Mm-hmm. And so they were afraid that they were going to get in trouble with the school if they got written up in housing when in reality you guys like unless like you like murdered someone or did some type of assault like the school we does not care, care. <laughs> yeah no like same like, thing here. so we had a lot of military right because like oahu oh, yeah, has yeah. a lot of military bases and they were like <laughs> they, the fucking military guys would always like come oh sorry not to bash on military love you support the troops but blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> um but like the douchebags that just so happened to be associated with the military would come on the college campus like hit on girls or whatever right oh my God. i know it's so stupid but they wouldn't know that like, bruh, like you can't have an open bottle. And then, so like, they would right. run, they would run or like, they would not give us straight answers. And I'm like, what the fuck do you think is going to happen here, sir? Like, You're on a college campus. I'm an RA. Like I'm a student. I'm not the police. I'm not going to report you to the police. Right. Just get out of here. Just like move along. And the police are <laughs> the same way. I feel like the police are the same way yes. on a college campus. Like you really think they want to sit here and do a report for your open like case container or whatever for your alcohol? Like, no, mm-hmm. like, do you know how many reports they would have to do a Oh my God. So was this your case? Like we had the police, the ambulance and the fire department come at least one or no, I'm not even saying like at least like multiple times a night across all of our communities. Was it like that for you? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so, well, I wouldn't say multiple, but they were called at least once a night. Mm -hmm. Like if it was like a Thursday or Friday night, um, just for us, because we're a commuter school. Right. So like not a lot of people had classes on Friday. So like the turn up nights in college are actually Thursday nights. Yes. Yeah. Nobody ever wanted to be on duty on Thursday nights because Thursday nights were like it. Right. And people would go crazy. Um, but Thursday nights, they would be called multiple times a night. And then Friday nights, they would be called multiple times a night. Yeah. Same. Uh, it's just, I don't know. Like if, and the police, like, they're like, we don't want to ruin these kids' lives by like 
giving them like a felony you know what I mm -hmm. mean like they don't want to do any of this stuff so I don't know like if you ever get caught by your RAs the best thing that you can do for yourself if you're like in the apartment or whatever sit your ass down in the living room or whatever common area space that you have and I'm sure that this is like true for you sit in the common area space with your student ID or your ID ready to go and just sit there and take it because yeah. it's like nothing is going to happen to you. If you list, if you live there, the worst that's going to happen is you're going to have a meeting with like my boss or whoever it is. And you just have to explain like why you decided to throw a party or why you decided <laughs> to do drugs. And literally, <laughs> most of our RDs were very much like, okay, you have to write me an, an essay. Yes, it's so true. Like Write the worst me a, a five-paragraph essay. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. it's just so ridiculous. No, like, like, I think if, like, I had advice to people, it's just, like, don't be, one, don't be stupid enough to get caught. Two, if you do get caught and they don't know you're a resident there, give a fake name. <laughs> Honestly, um, but I still wouldn't advise that because most of these people I would see multiple times a week. Yeah, so, like, there's really no way of knowing if people know you or not. And like, so I just assume that they know you because I feel like I knew everyone. Yeah. They were like the troublemakers. Yeah. So if you, yeah, there were some RAs that I worked with, like they knew they, their memories were just like that. Like they knew your face. They knew your name. They knew where you lived. 100%. Me, I have terrible memory. I, that was not the case. So I guess, yeah, just if you do your God, just like fess up to it. It's going to be yours. Yeah. It, your life will be so much easier. It was cast. It was to the point where I would go to one apartment and it would be at one group of people. And then two hours later while I was doing rounds or whatever it was, I would go to another apartment that ha was having a party or whatever. And it would be the same people and they would give me another fake name. And I'm like, really, Donald? Really? Like, yeah. okay, you mean your name is Joseph? Like, you know what I mean? Like- They really think you're so dumb. Like they think like, it's you're just dumb. so <laughs> annoying. But most of the people that are telling you to throw those parties, guys, like- they've thrown parties at other apartments and they've had, they've already had meetings with like people and they're like, there's just, there's usually something going on. And I oh, think 100%. At this age, like there's just so like at this age, especially um, like 18, 19, 20, 21, like those, that's when like most mental health disorders can, like come out. And so people keep an eye on you. Like, I'm just letting you know that, like, especially if you're a repeat offender, like I can't even tell you how many times, like I found out that my residents were diagnosed with schizophrenia or an anxiety disorder or an alcoholic, um, or, you know, were involved in some type of assault and had some type of like post traumatic disorder. Like, and we do keep logs of all of this basically just for your safety and everyone else's safety too you know, real shit happens. Like this is like real life stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, I would say like, uh, if you're thinking of becoming an RA, like it's don't be, it's not for the faint of heart. It is not for 100%. the faint of heart. Yeah. Because a lot of the stuff you deal with, like you don't realize it, but like you're dealing with, you get invested into like people's lives, like their daily lives. Like for me, um, I, I got sick. I got so stressed out. I, my grades were failing because like I was taking on way too much of my job and I was getting too invested in my residence. And like, you just get caught up with like their stresses. I mean, if this, like the, that's the type of person I am too, like I'm an empath. So like their problems became my problems. It was so stressful. And like, um, it was just, it, it's not for the lighthearted <laughs> like that. Like you have to kind of have tough skin there. 
yeah and like the trainings that you have to go to go through to be an RA like they train you how to deal with someone who is about to commit suicide mm-hmm. they train you on how to you know talk someone out of it or like how to deal with someone who is opening up to you about their sexual assault like they train you on everything and that's what I and and you use those trainings I yeah. never thought I was going to use them I was like oh this is just in case you know just in case I run into a situation like this but like you'll probably no. use it. I very much used it if like not once a month, like every couple months, like something major like that was going on. Um, and you kind of have to use those trainings and your instincts to like roll with the situation, right? Um, so we talked a lot about like weird and like gross and bad stories. Do you have like a fulfilling, like, wow, like this is why I kind of do stuff like the best story about being an RA and it doesn't even have to do with like your residence, but maybe just like the overall experience. Yeah. So I think, um, my like best thing that was like the outcome of being an RA was not my residence was not the job. Um, it was really about the people I met, like the fellow RAs, like they tend to kind of be, yeah, right. Like (laughs) they tend to kind of be like a certain personality and I think it it ranges, but like, they tend to be people, people, they tend to be just like really like overachiever, just like stellar people, not to like, you know, like chip on my shoulder, but like really though, like I met some of the most stellar, amazing, um, people that like today have been like the most influential people in my life. And they've taught me so much. So I think for me, it was really personal growth. Like I learned so much, met the most amazing, incredible RAs. Like, I, I, like, I don't think you don't meet very many people like that, you know, and um, to be put in like a huge group of people like that, where they're like, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. Like one of my best friends, like ever, like that, I know she's going to be in my life. Like we connected so like on a whole different level, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, she was an RA and that's how I kind of met her. Not really, but we were literally like two peas in a pod when we were RAs together. We would always do our shifts together, our programs together. Um, and yeah, just like an amazing group of people. I don't actually talk to a lot of people that I still work with, but like, there were a lot of RAs that were like, again, there for their like master's program or graduate program. So they were a little bit older than me and like could guide me through a lot of situations, like Mm -hmm. whether it be through school or like my personal relationships, um, or even how to like deal with situations as an RA, because I wasn't fully equipped or like mature to like make certain decisions. Um, but like, yeah, like there, there really, it is a, a, a certain type of person. I yeah. think that becomes an RA. Um, most of us are like impasse. I hundred percent believe like if you're an RA and you're not an empath, like this is not the job for you, I'll tell you <laughs> that all. right now. You have to be super patient, super understanding, super compassionate. Like it is for sure. And then we would go on like little retreats. We would go on retreats every year and just a lot of things together. Um, I feel like you're very emotional, like a thoughtful, kind of like a pensive type of person too. Like you have, you have deep thoughts if you're an RA. Exactly. (laughs) And you have deep thoughts about the world in general. Like, yes. Yeah. All right. So the last thing we're going to talk about is, you know, RA life and this was the last question that was asked on my little poll on Instagram is Cassidy did you ever sleep with one of your residents and I fucking wish <laughs> oh my gosh I can't and like was there any rules at your school because there were rules at my school um yeah so I personally never 
slept with any of my residents. I know that that was, that was definitely a thing, but if you were going to do it, keep it on the DL. <laughs> no one, I, I feel like no one on my staff has ever gotten in, in trouble for it, but I know for sure that was like always happening. And there's like always like a, a stigma about like the people, especially the guys who were RAs in the freshman towers sleeping with their freshman RAs. And it's like, you know, it's like a power thing too. It's like, these guys were not even cute, but they were like, girls would sleep with them because it was like, you know, you want like the daddy energy or whatever the fuck, or you like authority. I don't get it, but. (laughs) No, I don't think that happened. No. It happened with me. No. And technically I guess I slept with one of my residents, but we were already in a committed relationship before (laughs) this resident. Okay. Okay. Into housing and it's still my partner today. Um, But I did have to let my boss know about it. So it was very much a, unspoken role right like it wasn't in yeah. contracts or it wasn't like in anything but we definitely had conversations of not only can you not sleep with your residents or anyone that lives in housing but you cannot sleep with other RAs and I will say that people were sleeping with other people if you were like RAs were sleeping with other RAs oh for sure for sure so I'm actually guilty of this um oh, no. <laughs> well, because like yeah. you just spend so much time with them and like right. you know what I mean like and like in the summer like they're literally the only people that you're like seeing so like sometimes it just happens like they're just there by default but um this person um and who ended up becoming my ex blah, 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 blah. but like oh and also and this person was an RA I didn't know that yes because they got fired oh. because they were that dumb RA to get in trouble for partying oh my gosh red flag red flag, red flag. <laughs> should have known right from the jump you should have like, known <laughs> I know I should have but I'm a dumb dumb one so um but yeah so technically yeah but then I remember like his RD and mine like they they know like they already know what's up like they were like so I hear that you're seeing Cassidy the RA in Wainani or whatever wherever I lived at the time <laughs> and then he's like mm-hmm and like they just already know but you are supposed to like tell them which can be really uncomfortable because I feel like it was like you're having to like uh what is it dft or dtf or define the relationship of dtr oh, yeah. <laughs> well my I mean it, my situation was different we were together before my significant other moved into housing. We were together after we're still together now. So it, mm-hmm. it was a different situation. Um, but no, I did. I mean, there were people <laughs> that were dating. I remember one of my RA friends too, like was full on, like having a relationship uh, with a resident and like, just having to keep it on the DL. Like, I don't like, you know, like it was just, yeah. Or they would like move communities. Right. So like, I feel like that was the thing too. So it was like, you weren't dating your direct resident. They would be like dating your coworker or like it would become your coworker's resident. Right. Right. But I don't know. I just think it's such a weird dynamic working at the place that you live. Right. And then Mm -hmm. also having a relationship with someone at your workplace, but that is also the place that you live. Like it's just (laughs) It is so freaking messy. Like it's yeah. so messy to where I don't think anybody can relate unless you've been an RA in that situation. Yeah, it gets messy because like everyone knows your business. They're going to know your work-life business, your relationship business. It's and I feel like everybody thinks that they have a one-up on you too. Like people would be like, I know who you're dating. And I'd be like, great, I know who I'm dating too. Like, I, <laughs> what do you want me to do about that? Like, I don't understand. People just love being nosy. Yeah. And and as in people, I mean me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, Cass, thank you so much for coming on my podcast and talking about 
RA things. Um, yeah, is there anything, like if anybody is wanting to become an RA, do you have any advice for them? I think school's got to go back in the fall. So hopefully there'll be some type of RA program. Yeah, my like one advice would be um, don't. <laughs> <laughs> No, but honestly, thank you, Hannah, so much for having me on your podcast. It's definitely not because I'm like your only friend with a podcast mic. Um, that's that's not it for sure. <laughs> and, you know, um, it helps. <laughs> but it was such an honor to like relive these traumatizing two years I spent as an RA. <laughs> There's so much that goes down. There's so many like, gosh, just so many drug stories, so many inappropriate stories. I that inappropriate. I RAs are not paid enough. If you were mean to your RA, like find them on some type of social media and apologize because no, send them money, Venmo, <laughs> or like buy them a cookie. I'm specifically talking my to my residents, my residents who follow me, find my Venmo. I'll link it in my bio <laughs> because you owe me bitches. I've saved you guys from bushes when you were drunk. Okay. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. There were so many times where I was like, mm, I don't see you keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we, we deserve a thank you yeah and just like you know I mean the job is fulfilling but it is not for all and that's mm-hmm. what I will say you got to know what you're signing up for because it is not like if you're doing it just for the free housing it is not for you you're not going to cut it you, you will quit oh 100% and if you don't quit you're going to be hating your life for at least a year and you'll be hating, hating your life oh my gosh all right Cass thank you so much Thank you Uh, for having me, Hannah. Follow me on Instagram, bitches. Oh, yes. Follow her on Instagram, Cass. I don't know the spelling of it, so I'm just going to put it on the screen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. So we're going to go ahead and go into the news. Okay. So let's talk about what happened last week, starting off with the Grammys because I just finished watching them. Oh, my goodness. I think that that was a really good award show. I don't know. There was something like really refreshing about it. I don't know if it was like the order or how they did things kind of differently. I don't know. The way that it was structured, I liked how they came out at the beginning with like multiple performances. Um, Bruno did really good. Dua did really good. Uh, Meg, Cardi, like, I don't know. I just, the performances were really well done, but mind you, like half of them, actually more than half of them were pre-recorded. So like, you didn't have to worry about switching stages, being rushed, like things like that. Like, I don't know. I liked the format of this one and like just having the people who were nominated there, um, not being overcrowded. Obviously, like Beyonce, like was obviously amazing. The whole speech from Meg went on the like she won her award and then got up on stage and was like looking over her shoulder and like Beyonce's right there and she cannot believe it. I was dying. Like I thought that was so cute. Like that was just. I don't know, like, Beyonce obviously is, like, the queen, like, the queen as Meg V. Stallion, like, Beyonce is the queen, and so it's just, I don't know, it was so cute to see, especially because, like, a lot of us know the backstory with Meg and, like, how much she idolizes Beyonce. I just feel like that was such a cute story. I thought even BTS did pretty well. Um, I don't know. I just think overall it was a really good award show. Obviously, I don't agree with some of the people who won. Like, I don't think Taylor should have gotten album of the year, but whatever. I also don't think Billy should have got song of the year or sorry, record of the year. But it is what it is. Like, you could kind of tell who they're going to give it to. 
based on who's there, right? And then, I don't know, whatever. I truly do think that this was a, a, a step in the good direction. Um, award shows are usually very cookie cutter. You know what's going to happen next. And with this award show, I didn't know what was going to happen next. And I, I thought it was really well put together. I really enjoyed it. Uh, just to go over a couple other things, I watched a couple movies. I watched Yesterday on Netflix as well as the Biggie um, documentary. Both were pretty good. Um, Yesterday was a very family-friendly movie. It's not for adults. I'll let you know that. I thought it was for, like, everyone, but it's not. <laughs> it's very based, like, towards little kids, and Jennifer Gardner is very cute in the movie. Um, just to talk about things that everyone's talking about, JLo and Alex Rodriguez supposedly broke up, but then JLo addressed it, and I guess they didn't break up. I don't know, but I hope that they're okay. Maybe. I don't know. Um, uh, the stimulus check, um, bill passed, or relief, COVID relief passed um this past week so we should be getting our relief checks i saw on twitter that wells fargo was trending as well i believe as chase um that customers were really upset that i guess both of those banks said that you are not going to get your stimulus till march 17th and if you don't know how all of that works like it's due to like interest charges and then people were saying overdraft charges like they're trying to get as much money as they possibly can out of you um, which is really upsetting, and I really hope that these banks in the future, like, really look at this stuff and put their customers first rather than themselves. Um, and yeah, I, I'm hoping that I get my stimulus check soon, too. Uh, going on in the world, so the world is just opening, everyone. Like, the world is opening. A lot of people are getting vaccines um, and getting vaccinated, which is great, but the world is opening very, very fast, and I don't know if anybody else has realized that. Um, but it's, it's, it's opening very fast and very quickly and, um, not just in America, but all over the world. And it's making me kind of freaked out, but I think me, myself and I, I'm just going to take it one step at a time. And I advise you to, too, if you are getting a little scared, like I am. Also going on in the world, uh, Pierce Morgan left Good Morning Britain after <laughs> the radio, or sorry, not the radio station, the TV station received over 40,000 complaints about his comments with Meghan Markle and how she supposedly, you know, dissed the crown, but he has left. And Pierce Morgan is like the Ryan Seacrest of America. And so obviously a lot of people were talking about it, but he said some very inappropriate things. So I think it was okay for him to leave. Um, I hope he comes out and apologizes at the very least and realizes like he was in a very privileged position to be saying what he was saying and uh, becomes a better person out of it, you know? Uh, also, things that are going on in the world, um, I saw the hashtag uh, Free Haiti or like Stand with Haiti um, happening. There's a lot of corruption happening in, in Haiti right now. There's a lot of poverty. And because of that, um, kidnappings have started to happen um, and ransom letters are being put out there um, for those kidnappings because there's just a lot of corruption going on. Um, and a lot of celebrities are trying to bring awareness to it, trying to get their president to resign. Um, and I feel like just Haiti can't catch a break. Like, you know, a couple years ago with the horrible natural disasters, um, 
and now it just doesn't seem like their country is doing very well and so i'm hoping that we could probably shed some light on that in the new future in the near future and really you know try to help them out i'm i'm hoping but there's a lot of corruption going on in haiti if you didn't already know and then what's going on in the internet and like videos so this video went viral of these lift and or sorry no i think it was in uber 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 passengers who were refusing to wear a mask and then assaulted their uber driver um uber then banned these three passengers um they're pressed the i believe the driver's pressing charges and then lift came out in um solidarity and it has banned those passengers too from their app because that is absolutely not not okay um i i watched a little bit of the video they completely attack him i don't know what was really happening before the video started recording but it very much looks like the uber driver was just trying to tell them to put their masks on or he was not going to drive them to their destination and they become irate um it sounds like the three women that were the passengers in this situation have other accounts of fraud and other just things on their chart and yeah like that's not okay (laughs) like um I used to drive for Uber for a little bit uh, at a certain point in my life and for Uber and for Lyft and like just for the sheer fact that I know the like scared and like nervous feeling that you get when you have someone in your car and you're like on the freeway and they're being extremely disrespectful or they're drunk um it's just such a nasty place to be in, such a nasty feeling to get because you really can't control the situation. And I don't know, it's just, and like, it's your car. So it's not like you can get out of the car, you know, and leave the situation. Like you have to try to get them out of your vehicle. And it's just, it's such, it's such a bad situation. And so I'm really hoping that if, that other people learn from their mistakes and yeah, like that, that these situations don't happen again, just please just wear your mask. Like, I don't understand the big deal. I, I really just don't understand it. Like, and I can go on and on and on about, we like, we wear shoes, guys. Like, we wear socks. Like, we wear clothes because that is what is asked of us. Like, I don't know. And they protect us. Like, our shoes protect us from the hot ground or the cold ground or the rocky grounds or whatever you are stepping on. Like, that's why we wear shoes. We wear a mask to not only protect us but protect others from something that is airborne that could potentially kill people like I just don't understand and I don't care if you don't believe it I don't care like it's just for the well-being of everyone I don't know I just don't get it uh that's all I have for the news today I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode of uh talking about our RA stories I'm gonna leave you with a little bit of advice so this past week I really just had to slow down Um, because there was a lot going on and I was trying to get a lot done. Um, you know, I'm trying to work out every day. I'm trying to stretch every day. I also work eight hours a day. I also have this podcast. I'm also trying to post on social. I'm also trying to do always just a million things all at the same time, right? Give yourself some grace. Just slow down this week. Take things one step at a time and things just start to become easier, I have found, That all those things and all those checklists in your head that you are trying to get done, all of a sudden just start getting done if you do them one step at a time. So that's my advice this week. Slow down and just relax, which I know is very hard to do, especially coming from someone like me who needs to be doing something at all times. So I know it's hard, but do it. 
Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope you had a great time. Please make sure to like, subscribe, leave a review, um, all of those things. Uh, Listen to me on Apple Podcasts if you're not already, or Spotify, as well as YouTube for the visual version. Thank you all so much for listening again, and this was Honestly Hannah. (laughs) 